From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop, New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sex. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album drop is on the air, and I thank you for being a part of it. Welcome back. Welcome to... Thanks again. Or maybe for the first time. Lots to get to this week here on the show. Brand new music from Broken Social Scene co-founder. Occasional frontman. Brendan Canning. Also going to get to some new tunes from Of Montreal. Great band out of the States. They have a fantastic new record. We'll play some of that for you. It's also week eight of our look at the Polaris Music Prize. Got a very interesting one for you today. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. This week in music history, very busy one. Lots to talk about there, so we'll be getting to that shortly as well. But I want to begin the program talking about the debut LP from a band called Weird Lines. Now, this group is based out of Sackville, which is very quickly becoming a bustling music scene out in New Brunswick. And they blend a lot of their influences, a lot of cool stuff going on in the sound here, which helps to create a familiar, yet still very fresh sound. We're going to start with a tune called Between the Lamp Post, You and I, from their self-titled LP. It's Weird Lines, and they're on the album drop on CHU 89.1 FM.
You're listening to the album drop.
three in a row from Sackville, New Brunswick's Weird Lines. As here on the album Drop CHU 89.1 FM. That was Summer Can. We also heard Malibu. Between the Lamppost, You and I was the first one we played from that record, which is out now on Sappy Futures Limited in digital and vinyl formats. And if you thought that you recognized the female vocal and guitar player in the band, you probably did. Her name is Julie Durand, and she's been around for a while. Her voice is unmistakable, and her work is exemplary, as always. This is the album drop here on CHUO 89.1 FM, and I thank you for being a part of today's show. I'm Phil Shurikawa, and if you're unfamiliar with the band Tennis, let me get you up to speed. Husband and wife team Alana Moore and Patrick Riley are avid sailors. They're quite nautical. A few years back, their adventures on the Atlantic inspired the songs that would become their debut record, Cape Dory. Following that adventure, the group carved out a place for themselves in the ever-crowded world of power pop, where they've achieved some critical success and a little bit of commercial success. The team spent the better portion of this past spring and summer in the Pacific, chronicling their journey through their mailing list with some really nice artistic pictures that they must have done with a timer, because from what I understand, it was just the two of them on the boat, and there's pictures of both of them together. Maybe they have one of those remote things. I don't. It, it was, it's cool. I'd check it out. Um, the boat didn't make it back to the States. Apparently, that was all part of the plan. But they did, and they didn't come empty-handed. There's a new single with a, a promise of more on the way. Now, the new single is called Ladies Don't Play Guitar. And we have it for you right now. It's here on the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM.
Brand new stuff from Tennis, and it's here on the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. Ladies, don't play guitar. And that song was written as somewhat of a response to criticism that the band, specifically frontwoman Alana Moore, has received in regards to her stage presence. She plays a lot of keyboards live, and it's, it's, it's essentially the rock and roll equivalent to the thing that, from what I understand, um, women receive um, in regards to, you know, why aren't you, you know, more charismatic or why aren't you out front more? You know, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the rock and roll version of, you know, how come you don't smile more or et cetera. And basically, uh, according to uh, what they wrote in their email list, uh, Alana says this was the first line of this new block of tunes that they've been writing that has stuck with her and it was the basis for what is the lead single from what I'd have to presume will be at least a new EP if not a new album in the near future from the band whose land base is Denver, Colorado. This is the album drop here on CHUO 89.1 FM and thank you so much for listening to our show. My name's Phil Shurikawa. And it's time to uh, look back on this week in music history, and we do so by doing this. And now, it's time for... The new number one song in the land is... I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person. We weren't on any crusade. This was selfish. There should be no such thing as a price tag on music. This Week in Music History... And we start with August 22nd, 1906. That was the day the Victor Talking Machine Company began manufacturing a product called the Victrola. That was the world's first mass-produced home record player. When it hit the market later that year, the price tag was a hefty $200. August 22nd, 1970 was the day Eric Clapton and his band, Derek and the Dominoes, began the recording sessions for what would be the jewel in their discography, Layla and other assorted love songs. Exactly one day later, August 23rd, 1970, was the night the Velvet Underground played their final show at Max's Kansas City in New York. At the time, the Velvets were considered a relatively unsuccessful band. Sales weren't spectacular, reviews were all over the place, and despite having the Warhol rub, the band wasn't really connecting with audiences, even on a cult level. However, it is said that everyone who purchased one of their records during their run went on to start a band, and thus the lure of their appeal began to grow. August 23rd was also the day Keith Moon was born, way back in 1946. Now, The Who had this reputation for being a band who didn't know how to play their instruments, at least as far as Pete Townsend and Keith Moon were concerned, and that was kind of true. I mean, thankfully, John Entwistle was in the band, and his bass playing was so fantastic he held down the rhythm section by himself, which allowed Keith Moon to in- develop this incredible lead drum style that has come to be mimicked many times over. Check this out.
23rd in 2007 was the day Queen guitarist Brian May finally finished his post-secondary education, earning his PhD in astrophysics from Imperial College in London. Now, he probably would have finished it sooner, but I guess it's fair to say he was kind of busy doing stuff like this. Following critical success, developing a fantastic reputation as a songwriter and performer, and after over a year in the studio trying to just get it perfect, August 25th, 1975 was the day Bruce Springsteen released his third album, Born to Run. Music critic John Lando wrote probably the most famous line about the boss in an issue of Boston's The Real Paper around this time. Talking about the Springsteen live show, he said, I saw rock and roll future, and its name is Bruce Springsteen. August 26, 1970, the Isle of Wight Festival began in England. And check out this lineup. Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Joan Baez, The Doors, The Who, Chicago, The Moody Blues, and Jimi Hendrix, amongst others, performed over the course of the weekend. What a festival. August 26, 1981 was the day Ottawa Mayor Marion Dewar declared Paul Anka Day to celebrate this city's best-known musician. August 27, 1965 was the day Elvis Presley met the Beatles. The Liverpudlians went to the King's Mansion in Los Angeles and hung out all day, had a little chat, probably some lunch, because Elvis, and a jam session. No big whoop. I wonder if they ever recorded that. Lennon later said that if it hadn't been for Presley, the Beatles would be nothing. And I think they both had an impact on each other. Here's a cut from McCartney's 1999 album, Run, Devil, Run. Here's a track from Elvis Live in Vegas. Something in the way she moves Tracks me like no other lover Hot damn Something in the way she woos me I don't want to leave her now You know I believe in how August 27, 1990 was the night where Stevie Ray Vaughan performed at the Alpine Valley Music Theater alongside other blues legends Robert Cray, Buddy Guy, and Eric Clapton. Then he hopped in a helicopter which crashed and ended his life at just 35 years old. August 28, 1963 was the day Martin Luther King gave his famous speech entitled, I Have a Dream. It's not a music thing, but if it wasn't for the work that he did breaking down barriers, the music world simply would not be as awesome as it is today. That's a fact. Notable musicians celebrating their birthday this week include Rob Halford, Elvis Costello, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Jeff Tweedy, who all are celebrating it on the 25th this coming Thursday. Also, Alex Lifeson of Rush and Mace. Now, one thing that will surely be on this week in music history this time next year were the actions of August 20th, 2016. 
In case you were living under a rock, that was the night that Tragically Hip performed what will likely be their final concert. It was at the K-Rock Center in their hometown of Kingston, and the big story here is that the CBC actually stopped their wall-to-wall Olympic coverage to show the entire show commercial-free. Now, that's why we pay taxes, in case you were wondering. But seriously, for some, the hip are the be-all, end-all for Canadian music. Would it be fair to say that their biggest hits, you know, the ones from the 90s that we all like to act like we don't really know the words to, aren't very cool? Sure, that's a fair statement. However, there is really something noteworthy about a band that can cause things like a $2,000 markup for concert tickets, getting a positive soundbite from basically every musician in the country, articles in Rolling Stone magazine, the New York Times, and pretty much every other major North American publication, as well as having literally one-third of this entire country. We're talking 11.7 million estimated viewers. Not to mention the people who PVR'd it, or streamed it on the CBC website, or on YouTube, or through other methods of streaming, and all the people that went to viewing parties where, you know, hundreds of people watched one TV. Now, I guess that's why Gord Downey's battle with cancer, and this final tour, and this show in particular, is such a big deal. I mean, alright, I'll say it. They're not the best band to come out of this country. And yeah, they never made it in the States, and from a pop culture music critic standpoint, they haven't really been relevant for a while. Given the vast makeup of this country, with all of our diversity and heritage, all of our customs and cultures, generations of immigration and international influences, pinpointing what makes a Canadian is pretty much next to impossible. But I think that feeling something, anything, from this occurrence and these events is probably as close as we'll ever get. Listening to the album drop, I'm Phil Shurikawa. Still to come, new music this hour from Brandon Canning and of Montreal. Stay tuned. You're only moments away from more great music. The album drop will return. And now, the album drop presents... I like the list this year. Journalists from all across the country vote. Are you excited? Of course. You may not uh, have heard of this artist, but people are paying attention. This is a great group of musicians. I don't know how those decisions are made, and I don't aim to make too much sense of it. If I won the player's prize of $30,000, I'd probably buy $30,000 worth of weed. I can prepare a speech, and I'm sorry, but I'm glad that I didn't, because I'm not going to do this like everybody else does it. A look at one of the nominees for the Polaris Prize. It is with great humility and respect that I introduce Phil Shirakawa. That's a clever opening. And here's a sentence I never thought I would say on the show, or ever for that matter. E-mo-shun. The third album from Vancouver-based singer-songwriter Carly Rae Jepsen is the record we're looking at this week in the Polaris Music Prize preview segment of the program. Yeah. You know, the long list came out and, you know, there are 40 names on there, and I saw Carly Rae, and I was like, you know, whatever. Um, but then the shortlist came out, and Carly Rae was still on there, and I thought to myself, This is crazy! But, you know, sure enough, th- there it is. And, you know, I, I, I looked into it, and I, 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 I listened to most of it last night, actually, and I, I read up on it. The, critically speaking, the record is doing fantastic. Um, Pitchfork gave it a 7.4, which is pretty much 
as good as it gets with them. Um, the album also features a who's who of the pop music world, including, but not limited to, hit make, super hit maker producer Shellback. Some of the songwriters attributed to the work of this record include Max Martin, the most successful songwriter of all time as measured by sales, and countless others you may not necessarily know who they are, but you know their tunes because they're hit writers. In total, 200 songs were demoed for this album. Um, Only 15 of them made it. Um, uh, Her manager, Scooter Braun, says this is part of the reason behind their goal of not just having a big hit, but having a critically acclaimed album. Guess it's working. Now, here's a song that uh, was co-written by Sia uh, and Carly Rae as well. And it's called Boy Problems. It's here on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM.
Allow me to redeem myself by saying I promised a fair and balanced look at the nominees for this year's Polaris Music Prize when I started this segment eight weeks ago, and that's the reason why you just heard Boy Problems by Carly Rae Jepsen from the record E. Mo Shun. An album that's either has absolutely no chance of winning the Polaris Prize or is an absolute shoe-in. We'll find out in a couple of weeks at the gala ceremony in Toronto. <sighs> Had to do it. Fair and balanced, right? Anyways, this is still the album drop, I, I promise. Uh, here on CHUO 89.1 FM. And I, from what I can tell, my name is Phil Shurikawa. I, I, apparently, I don't know who I am anymore. But what I do know is that the latest record from Brendan Canning is called Home Wrecking Years, and it's out now on Arts and Crafts. In the bio uh, for himself uh, on the Arts and Crafts label, a label he started um, to release broken social scene music, um, Canning says, For anyone who has followed my career in any way, this album should make sense. If you haven't, here's some bullet points. Big guitars, loud drums, swooping melodies, pretty keyboards, freeform feedback loops, and lyrics that are often indiscernible, which pretty much describes his entire catalog. We're going to start off with a tune called Nashville Late Pass. Brand new stuff from Brendan Canning on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM.
listening to the album drop. We should be friends. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or connect with us on Instagram.
You're listening to The Album Drop. Listen to previous episodes at thealbumdrop.ca.
From the record Home Wrecking Years, Brendan Canigan, Book It to Fresno here on the album Drop CHU 89.1 FM. We also heard Keystone Dealers and Nashville Late Pass before that. And Canning's not going to be doing a whole lot of touring with this record, maybe just a little bit. But most of his time is going to be held up in the studio working on a new Broken Social Scene album. I'm so excited I couldn't even say that with a straight face. I'm shaking at the prospect of it. Canning, Kevin Drew, Justin Paroff. Uh, Feist has already said she's going to be on the record. I mean, it's broken social scene, so there's going to be like 15 other people, and most of them you probably already know. And when that drops, you know where you're going to hear it. It's going to be right here on this show. This show, of course, being called The Album Drop, and it's here on CHUO 89.1 FM, and I thank you for being a part of it. For those of you that stuck around after the whole Carly Rae thing, I'm Phil Shurikawa. Um, Before I get to uh, the final cut uh, of the program today... I, I want to give uh, a very special thank you um, both to everybody involved in organizing the Arboretum Fest, which happened this past weekend, as well as uh, anybody who uh, came over and said hi. I was there on Friday uh, doing some DJ stuff. Um, everybody I talked to was really cool. Everybody running the festival was fantastic and treated us um, like gold. Um, it was a wonderful experience, and I would be honored to be asked to do it again now that we got that out of the way let's talk about album number 14 one four from kevin barnes aka of montreal the album is called innocence reaches and it's out now on polyvinyl records and barnes calls this record a return to dance music I didn't know he actually ever left. I've always found his stuff kind of dancey um, he calls himself someone who has forever who is forever detached from current music which is really strange when 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 you hear this because this is very fresh and very modern and very much with it at least in my opinion song i'm going to play for you from this record is called gratuitous abysses try saying that one three times fast you know don't worry about it i'll play it for you it's here on the album drop on chuo 89.1 fm Just another meltdown. 
From the record, Innocence Reaches, there's Of Montreal and Gratuitous Abysses. And it's here on the album drop on CHU 89.1 FM. If you visit our website, thealbumdrop.ca, you can stream the entire record through the Bandcamp player. You can also click through to purchase the record through the label on uh, clear pink vinyl, CD, MP3, cassette, you name it. Um, you, you, you pick your favorite medium and you can have this record. It's kind of the... Uh, one of the perks of being the best-selling band on a small label, uh, as is the case for them on Polyvinyl Records. Summer t- uh, Late summer tour starts uh, in about two weeks. Uh, the closest they get to Ottawa would be either September 13th in Burlington, Vermont, or September 14th in Ithaca, New York. Um, tickets available through Bandcamp uh, via Songkick as well for those shows. That's about it for us this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the program. Previous episodes are available at any time at thealbumdrop.ca or here on CHUO at chuo.fm. We'll be back in seven days with a brand new edition of the program where we'll be featuring a lots and lots of new music, including another album nominated for the Players Music Prize, This Week in Music History, and a whole bunch more. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you're certainly welcome to email me anytime, Phil at thealbumdrop.ca. I respond to most, if not all of them. Till then, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, have a beautiful time. Smell you later. I'll be back. For more information, check out thealbumdrop.ca. This whole thing has gone on long enough. When will this insanity end? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM. Okay, I'm finished.